there's a lot going on in the world today, and uh, I'm going to start a, a series about biblical manhood and womanhood. And basically, what I'm going to do through this series, I, I have no, I don't know how long it's going to be, but I'm going to, I'm going to trace a, a biblical theology of manhood and womanhood so that we can discover together, like, like what it means for men to be men and what it means for women to be women. Now, in Genesis chapter one, God creates humankind. Uh, on the, on the sixth day, he creates animals. He creates animals after their kinds. And then he creates people, but the detail is different. He, he creates people after his kind and in his image. And there's a, there's a beautiful detail in the text that, that he created them, man and woman, in his image. So, so, so God has a very intentional plan for, for men and women uh, upon, upon the earth uh, within his creation and, and men and women together, like are the image of, of God. Uh, John Locke in his political philosophy based on this fact declared that God desires equality among people. That people are equal by order of creation because it is man and woman who are created in the image of, of God. And all people then are image bearers of, of, of God. We all have the divine image. Uh, we are God's, God's, God's fingerprint, his signature upon his creation. And it's, 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 it's a man and a woman together equaling the, the fullness of the image of God. So, so, so men can't do this on their own. Uh, women can't do this on their own, which Paul gets at in 1 Corinthians. Any time we read, in fact, any description of, of, of the relationship between a man and a woman in the New Testament, the New Testament authors are always alluding back to, to Genesis 1 and 2 and, and 3. Everything about marriage, uh, when Christ teaches about divorce, when we see in Scripture about what men are doing in the church and what women are doing in the church, it all goes back to Genesis chapters 1, 2, and, and 3. Now, what I find most interesting about the equality of men and women, especially in, in today's culture, is that, that we lose any sense of what it means for men and women to be equal. I mean, just listening to what's going on in, in my society, where there is a, a cancellation of the definitions of men and women, and where men can choose to be women and, and, and women can choose to be men, and men are uh, competing in women's athletic events such that, that women now have become oppressed in our society, and children have become oppressed in our society. It's like all of the progress we, we actually made toward equality is, is now, is now gone. And, and we, we have to, to wage that war again. So, so that men and women can be, can be equal again in society, right? So, so this is an important topic for us to talk about. And when we think about biblical manhood and womanhood, it's really, really important to maintain Genesis chapter one, as our foundation, as our background for every other 
verse of scripture that speaks about manhood or womanhood, the relationships between men and women. Because in Genesis chapter one, we see people are equal. Uh, God gave people a command, right? Be fruitful, multiply, uh, fill the earth and rule over the earth. This is the job of men and women. I mentioned that men can't do this alone, right? Men can't have children without women. You know that, right? My, my five-year-old knows that. You don't know how it happens, but, but he knows that, right? Uh, women can't, can't fill the earth and multiply without, without men. In our society, we, we can observe like troubled children and, and adults who have, who have grown up without either a strong father or a nurturing mother, like both of those roles being filled in the house, which are very gender specific, by the way. And when one of those components, and there are only two of them, right? A strong father, a nurturing mother. When one of those components is, is missing, People are more prone to mental health problems, to, to being anxious all the time, uh, more, more prone to depression in our society. So this matters not only because society is confused and our children are being raised to be confused by others, but also because there are very real problems, mental health problems being caused because society is telling people they have to change to fit into some kind of category that society has now invented or, or one of however many different gender categories there are. Instead of just teaching like the Bible does, you were fearfully and wonderfully made. You were created for a purpose. Uh, God made you the way that you are for a reason, and you don't have to you don't have to change what God made you to be in order to fit in. And people who do change or try to change what God has made them, it, it doesn't normally help. There's a very real medical uh, psychological condition called, called gender dysphoria, and it doesn't cure that. Like, like God really made us the way we are for a purpose. And who he created us to be is, is wonderful. He, he assigned us the sex that we have at birth because, because he has a purpose for us in that. We don't, have to, we don't have to change it to please anyone. Because, because God is already pleased with how he made us, right? So, so you don't have to do that. You don't have to, you don't have to change. So men and women were to, to multiply, fill the earth, and rule over it. Here we learn something about our purpose, the purpose for which God made us as men and women. And we'll, we'll talk about the roles as we move through Scripture, because there is no hierarchy here in Genesis chapter 1 whatsoever. God doesn't assign roles to men and women here in Genesis chapter 1 whatsoever. In Genesis chapter 2, he'll clarify a few things from which the, the rest of the Bible gets, you know, what it says about the roles of men and women in the church and the family. But right here, there's none of that. All we see that men and women were created, the man and the woman, they were created together, being the single image of God to rule the earth, to subdue it, to steward it. 
It is the job given to humanity to steward the creation of God. To, as men and women, strong men, nurturing women, to, to take hold of creation. To, to govern the earth. To bring the, the justice and peace. We see this idea throughout all of scripture. To, to reign as a, a representative ruler upon the creation over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air and all of the animals. We have purpose. And as we move through this series, and we see the, the different reasons um, for which God has created men and women, and we see what it means to be a man, or we see what it means to be a woman, my prayer is that things become much clearer for us in a confused society. My prayer is that, that young men know how to be men as they grow up and know what, what it means to, to be a man, know what makes them a, a man. It's not preference, but it's not the way we feel. There's something else going on here. My prayer is the same for women, that, that we understand what it means, they, not me, but you, like understand what it means to be a woman. And understand what God's purpose is for women upon the earth. Because I think it is glorious. But we begin here with the idea of equality. Like we are equal by order of creation. <laughs>